The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Nice to have you with me here on The Doctor is In. You have always been a voice of reason through all of this. Appreciate your time, what you're doing for America. I give you advice. And doesn't work at all. You are definitely not inept by any means. I like to hear women say that about me. Whatever advice you're going to send my way, I am 100% taking it. I can't tell you what to do. I will not tell you what to do. Okay. Well, thanks. That wasn't the answer I wanted. Are you kidding me? Great stuff, Dr. Ray. I'm glad I called. I've scheduled my day around listening to your radio show. <laughs> Don't have to laugh so hard. Now, from the studios of Living Bread Radio Network in Canton, Ohio, the hometown of Mother Angelica, here's Dr. Ray. I feel compelled to be transparent at the outset. This is not Look Back Friday. This is Listen Up Friday. That's right. Every so often, we dispense with the schedule, and I do a... Me talk to you, you talk to me, me listen to you, and maybe you listen to me program. So that's what this is. You can call in. We will not be doing any look back calls today. We will be listening up calls if you choose to call in. That's right. Eric Dumont is the producer man today as well as the call screamer man. So he's doing both. Guy's going to get double time for his heavy, heavy effort. I, on the other hand, without complaining, because that's not the way I am, am working a full hour I start late, quit early, and have four breaks. But hey, for me, it's all about commitment. I got up at the crack of noon to get in here and do show prep one minute before the program started. That's right. How can you do show prep when you don't know what's coming? Wondered about that. Maybe we ought to have people call an hour early so they can tell me what's coming, and then I can think about it. No, it's all just spontaneous. So, the number, 877-573-7825. 877-57-equal is the number. This is a live call Friday. You can call in. A lot of people say, look, you know, the only day I can call is a certain day, and you do something else on that day. Well, not today. Today, it's all wide open for you to call in. Questions about life and people and stuff and struggles and getting along. And you know the big one? This is big. Accepting what you can't change. That is so big in a peaceful existence. We just have such a hard time coming to the conclusion when we can't change something. I want to change it. I want to change it. I want to change it. And it won't change and she won't change and they're not like this. And that's what happens. Okay, so I can't change if you're going to call in. I can do the whole hour by myself. I'd rather have you call in, though. 877-573-7825. Item of business. It's time to start pushing this. Good Lord permitting, Living Right with Dr. A is going down to tape. Let me double check all my details here. Going down to tape. In the Columbus area, St. Gabriel Radio. What a great affiliate. Columbus is one of the one of the few capitals of a state that is also the most populous city 
of the state. Columbus is shot by Cleveland. August 9th, August 10th at Dominican University. They got a setup for us somewhere there. Not quite sure where it is. I know it's on the details of the St. Gabriel Radio dot com website we're shooting two shows in the evening both nights august 9th august 10th i think i don't know show times are five or five thirty and seven or seven thirty somewhere thereabouts we'd love to have you in the audience the bigger the audience the better the show it's that simple when you got an enthusiastic audience there it makes it a whole lot of fun the audience asks questions the audience is do all kinds of neat things. We sometimes get them involved in the bits. Don't worry, you don't have to be on camera. You can hide your head. We'll put those little dark things across your eyes so nobody will recognize you if you don't want to be affiliated with this guy. You can come one, you can come two, you can come three, come four. Some people come one, and then they stay. They say, that was so much fun, we're going to stay. Fiji in between. Bring your kids, you're going to get free meal. You know, you big schooling families there, you know, seven kids, bring them all. You can feed them. Make about 30 bucks just kind of sitting there listening to me. So, if you would like to sign up, August 9th, August 10th, Dominican University, stgabrielradio.com, S-T, Gabriel, and you don't know how to spell Gabriel, come on, that's that's not good, stgabrielradio.com, because looking forward to it. We have not been in Columbus before. The TV show will be uh, this is season 14. I was a lot younger when we started. I could do my own stunts. All right. That's that for that business. Second item of business. This is this is personal. My wife, um, it was so nice. It was so nice. She sent me a Get Better Soon card. I looked at it and I said, honey, I... I'm not sick. And she said, I know, but I just think you could get better. So I don't know what to make of that, but that was her get better soon card. (laughs) I saw this, I saw this uh, study and I love the way, okay, I don't love the way that's kind of an excessive piece of language. I'm fascinated by the way that researchers really when they interpret the results of data and that's what you got to do you got to you got to have a results section because you have to interpret the data data doesn't interpret itself you got to see exactly what you think it means here's what they said if you come from a big family you are less likely to get divorced According to a new study, Ohio State University, the researchers analyzed data from 57,000 Americans over a 40-year period and found that those with siblings are more likely to stay married than only children. Furthermore, each sibling decreases the divorce risk. Now, they say after seven, uh, there's not much additional decrease of the divorce risk. Now, here's, here's their conclusion. You tell me if you think that they're being colored by, well, let's say a, a 
non-religious perspective. Bigger families may allow more opportunities to practice good communication, empathy, and negotiation. Skills that may fortify marriage. Now, those skills do fortify marriage, obviously. Better communication, understanding where the other person's coming from, willingness to compromise on certain things. Yeah, those will make a marriage better. But I think there's an underlying cause that is, is much more significant. And they probably, either, either they don't want to bring this up, but more likely they're not thinking along these directions. Because this is not the world view of many intelligentsia these days. What does that say when you, ha- when you come from a big family? Nowadays, you come from a big family. Probably your family's more religious. That's a huge factor in less divorces. Religion. Probably you've seen your parents' marriage. Obviously, if they're going to have a whole bunch of kids, they're probably going to stay together. I think the divorce rate of somebody with seven kids is very small. Why? Because you got seven nuclear warheads aimed at each other. That's the way it was with me and my wife. I said, you'll never leave me. Because if you do, I'll make sure you get custody of all ten of them. And she said, no, no. No, you leave me, you'll get custody. We had ten nuclear warheads aimed at each other. Mutually assured destruction. I think that's the biggest factor. Bigger families tend to be more religious. Bigger families welcome children. Bigger families are probably much more family-oriented. So everything about the way they live their family life is geared toward commitment and religion, welcoming children. I think that is the underlying cause for less divorces. And it's related. Those who practice natural family planning have a divorce rate under 5%. Is it because they practice natural family planning independently of anything else? No. It's because the natural family planning is indicative of their worldview. They're religious. They are more likely to stay committed. They welcome children. So therefore, their kids are going to be more likely to value marriage, to value commitment, to recognize the durability of a marriage through the teaching of God-like principles, godly principles, sorry. Just goes to show you. Okay, 877-573-7825. That's the number to call to get out of the program because we are taking calls. This is not Look Back Friday, despite what you might think. This is Listen Up Friday. Take some calls. Typically what happens on Fridays like this, we get a lot of calls. I haven't pushed the refresh button. Hold on. Uh, okay, there. I just pushed it, and I didn't refresh anything. So... Given that, 877-57-EQUAL, I'd love to hear from you. This is your chance if you say to yourself, I tried to call. Some people email me. I tried to call. Couldn't get through. 
Well, you can now. 877-57 equal. This is Dr. Ray. Beyond Damascus with Dan Demite and Aaron Richards is our show for young adults. Everybody's talking about encounter. Everybody's talking about that mountaintop experience. What we fail to often talk about is what happens after, what happens beyond that Damascus moment. Jesus Christ is calling all of us to be missionary disciples, disciples of Jesus who are on mission to bring the kingdom of God here and now on this earth. Beyond Damascus with Dan Demite and Aaron Richards tomorrow at 8 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Uh, you're younger than me, honey. Yeah, no, I'm different. not. We, 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 no we way, Bar- hey, thought, Barbara. Barbara, I'm not younger than anybody. Do you know parenting wisdom often comes through an accumulation of being dumb? That's how you... Oh, I'll take care of that call anyway when I get to it. You're saying uh, the... Okay, there... Uh, all right, well, it's all right. It's all right. Well, I'll take care of it. Sometimes people say, okay, I, on impulse, I called in, and then I I ran away. We'll take we'll take care of it. This is Dr. Ray, 877-57-EQUAL. The call from Eddie is this. How do we know God loves us? All right, the simple answer. Let's see, wait, one, four words, because he said so. Okay, then the... Response to that is, well, how do we know he's telling the truth? If he's not telling the truth, we're all in big trouble. Because he's doing what he wants. And he controls everything. Now, you can look around and you can say, beauty is a sign of God's love. There's beauty everywhere. Mozart is a sign of God's love. Incredible music. Christ, who claimed to be God, is an incredible sign of God's love. Incredible, not meaning, not meaning unbelievable, beyond comprehension sign of God's love, because he did what he did for us. Everything that God has told us about himself 
says he does. Created us. Created us in his own image. Can you love? Well, you're created in God's image. So therefore, God must love. If you say we can't know that God does love us, then what you're saying is I don't I don't believe the revelation that we have that He's He's given us. That's what you're saying. You're forced to really say God loves us because if he doesn't, then he's not at all God as we understand him. In many respects, you got to look around and see what's going on in terms of the beauty of the world, the incomprehensibleness of the world. It's like St. Paul says, hey, you know, God's given us all kinds of stuff to believe in him. So, yeah, I mean, this is the very core of belief in God, that he's a loving God. He's given us a bunch of signs, a whole bunch of signs. You don't even need Scripture to see the love of God manifesting itself all over the place. All right? Got it. I was, I don't normally do this, but I couldn't help myself. All right, I could help myself, but I, I didn't help myself. I was working out, and there was a fella a couple machines away from me just trashing the Catholic Church up one side and down the other. And he said it was because what they did to his mother, what the Catholic Church did to his mother. And he will have nothing to do with the Catholic Church whatsoever because of what they did to his mother. Well, I couldn't shut up. I said, the Catholic Church didn't do it. Somebody did it. And they were probably acting against what the Catholic Church would say. Oh, he said to me, I never thought of it that way. Why, thank you for pointing that out to me. Are you kidding me? If the guy would have been using free weights, he probably would have flung one at me. Oh, no, that just made him even madder. How, how can you say that? You don't even know what they did. Okay, I didn't say any more. My, my brother was giving me that look like, Ray, shut up. Just shut up, Ray. I was going to punch him, but I thought, eh, that's not, that's probably not good for a Catholic. Melissa from Kansas has something similar. All these people who leave the church because they had a bad experience. Hi, Melissa. Hello. How are you today? I am doing fine, my dear. Now, this person that uh, who says they're Catholic, but, but they're not going to really commit to be Catholic because they had some bad experience at the hands of somebody, right? A priest or a layperson? Yes. Mm. Mm. Um, it's very hard to speak with this person about anything even I branched out and said, I mentioned her uh, guardian angel. And she mentioned angels, in, you know, per se, but not, you know, guardian angel. She won't commit to that either. Do you know so what this what happened whole, to this person, Melissa? I do. Okay. I do. Um, she trusted, uh, my parents had trusted this priest in a small town. And they took her to camp 
and she had a horrible experience and just said, you know, that uh, so many people are sinning and they claim to be Catholic and they're not because how could they do that? And it just soured her for life. How how many years ago was this? Oh, boy. Let's see. It would be 30, 35 odd years, something like that. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Melissa. And I'm going to say that's not the reason. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say that's what she cites as the reason. And maybe at the time... It did rock her world. But for 35 years to simply say, I'm not going to have anything to do with that Catholic Church because this happened when I was 15 or 19 or whatever she was. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a whole... I bet you can tell me there's been a whole bunch of stuff in between in this woman's life. Yes. Aha! Absolutely. Told you. <laughs> so, yes. if you're going to approach it at all, she even wants she even wants to hear it. I would ask her, do you think these people were acting like the Catholic Church teaches? And she's gotta say no. She's gotta say no. Mm-hmm. If she says, Well, yes, they are. The Catholic Church teaches that you're supposed to betray people, and the Catholic Church teaches that you're supposed to mistreat people, and the Catholic Church teaches that you're supposed to hurt people. And she won't say that. So then you ask her, well, is it the people who did this? Or the church who did it? Well, it's the people. Okay. So if they're acting against what the church teaches how is the church at fault well people who say they're catholic shouldn't act like that i agree with you they shouldn't but do you think people can say they're catholic and then act any way they want see see what i'm saying here you're trying to you're trying to separate i don't know if it's going to go anywhere 35 years there's a whole bunch of other stuff floating around in there but you're trying to separate this idea that it is the church who did this rather than the people. That's what I would do, my dear. But don't drive yourself crazy Thank over you. it because I'm telling you, okay. it sounds like she's just pretty much convinced, uh, I don't really want to commit to this whole thing for a whole lot of reasons, and that's one of the ones I'm citing. Bad people. That's right, okay. bad people. I'll tell you what. If people had to use me as a judge for the Catholic Church, I'm not I'm not sure how well I'd do for some of them. Not that I'm trying mm-hmm. to not that I'm not trying to change it, but hey. Melissa, thank you, dear. Thank you so much for the call. Okay. Thank you. All right, Take you're care. welcome, honey. All righty. Uh all right. Teresa, this is a call that I never well, I'll tell you what, Teresa, you stay there because I'm I just realized I'm bouncing up against a break. Got a lot of interesting calls up there. Please be patient. I want to get to all of you. Uh, this is a call that five years ago, three years ago, I never would have gotten or seen in my office at all. Now it has rocketed to the top of many therapists' caseload, attention. 
So we'll get to it here in a second. A lot of good calls up there, and I got about 30 seconds till the music starts. Go to St. Gabriel Radio, stgabrielradio.com. If you'd like to sign up for Living Right with Dr. Ray, the TV show that we're going to be doing August, in August, I think it's 9th and 10th, or 8th and 9th, it's a Wednesday, Thursday, down in Columbus at Dominican University. I'd love to have you in the audience. All righty. Well, I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to give out the number again because we've got a lot of folks I want to talk to. This is Dr. Ray. on 10 with Monsignor Charles Pope. The ninth commandment, you shall not cover your neighbor's wife. We already discussed in the sixth commandment the problems of sexual sins themselves, but what the Lord is teaching here is rooted in the word covet. To covet means to inordinately or inappropriately desire something or someone. And in this case, the Lord is saying to us that we are in no way to covet, to look with lust at another person, particularly our neighbor's wife, but others in general, and that therefore all pornography and things like that have to go, all entertaining of lustful thoughts has to go. And God can help us by his grace to do that. And therefore, in this commandment, he summons us to take authority over our thought life and our sexual passions. The ninth commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. For more about the Ten Commandments, visit EWTNRC.com. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. On this show and on this network and uh, in many of our other outlets that we have through Ave Maria Radio and EWTN, we're always going to keep you up to date on what's happening in terms of the culture and how toxic the culture is. Certainly, we talk about that uh, every week. So you can navigate the media landscape, so you can learn about the challenges and be well aware of them. That's one thing. We talk about religious liberty issues. We talk about the attacks, of course, on on the pro-life causes. We need to be aware of all that, which is why we talk about it. So we give you the tools, we give you the information, the research that we come up with as writers, as producers, as presenters, as talk show hosts, on and on and on. But at the end of the day, what do we need to do when we know this? We should be speaking out even more loudly and on a regular basis. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. I sound inept just to help you out. I sacrifice myself psychologically for your well-being. And I'm very good at it. Dr. Ray, thanks for joining me. This is not Look Back Friday. This is me and you talking Friday. This is Listen Up Friday. There was a study done in Sweden. Father Robert Spitzer has talked about this study many times. Ten-year follow-up. I forget how many. I believe it was 5,000. Post uh, sex reassignment surgeries. Ten-year follow-up. The national suicide rate in Sweden was 1.6% of the population committed suicide. The suicide rate 
of those 10 years, now not immediately after, 10 years post-sex reassignment surgery. Are you ready for this? And we got nothing with a suicide rate this high. 32%. You heard that right. One-third. 20 times the national rate. Why do you not know this? You don't. This this is not part of reporting. Why not? That's huge. Why why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be explored? Why wouldn't people say what happened in that ensuing 10 years? It speaks of the fact that right now this social movement is is very very accelerating. And it is needs to be explored. It needs to be explored at many levels. So far, not yet. There's little tricklings. Teresa from Washington has a nephew who is scheduling to have sex reassignment surgery. Hi, Teresa. Hello. Is he an adult? Yes, he's 21. Oh, 21. I would imagine as you've followed this progression you've gotten a lot of vibes that uh he's definitely determined well it, he is but it is so it's it he used to be um top in his high school went to college during high school top of his class always a success and then he went during the pandemic to college for a semester and they were all quarantined and so he got on the internet and now he's totally isolated he still orders all his groceries he can't he hasn't been able to finish one class he's always late to stuff he doesn't socialize at all anymore and this is this is a total transformation of who he is personality wise yes and and it's all for the bad, but he doesn't see it, and he's so sucked into the internet and all whatever that offers, and he thinks that once he has the surgery, then everything will turn He'll around. He'll be happy. Yeah, that's but very common. That's very common reasoning. That's and part of the explanation just, as to why so many of them committed suicide, because they found out exactly. 10 years later there were still those issues that needed to be dealt with. Uh, where's his parents on all this? Oh, they're devastated. Um, they the best thing that's happened is they've gone back to the church in um, you know in spades, um, adoration, prayers, um, uh, sacrificing, and um, you know all that. Um, but they're I know his mom. They're kind of in the panic zone now that he's um, set a date. Do you have a decent enough relationship with him to talk to him? Do I? Yeah. Um, I think so, but I don't know if he, you know, he would listen. Well, I'm not asking you. To, I'm I not asking you to convince him. Come better. My husband would do it. You know. Okay, then let's let's do this. Talk to him. No, let's let's not try to convince him otherwise, because he's probably locked into a belief system that he just figures this is the way it is, and he probably. I, I'm a little nervous about how he had this personality about face. That 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 raises a lot of questions for me too. However. 
let's assume that for the moment that he just got totally locked into the internet social media world, which is heavy pushing towards trans. Yes. Ask your husband to sit down with him somewhere somehow and say, I'm I'm just curious. I know this is happening to a lot of young people. I'm trying to understand it. I'm curious. How did you come to the conclusion that you wish to do this? How did this happen? Oh, I've always thought this. What what age? Nine, 12, 15? What, what age? No, no, mostly when I went to college. Well, what happened at college? In other words, I want your husband to get your nephew to explain this transformation, so to speak, mm-hmm. about this, about his thinking. And then I, I have him ask him... You understand that that if you do this, this is a permanent change in your physical stature. This this is radically going to alter if you ever decide six years from now, ten years from now, that you, in fact, want to be male. That's going to be a real problem. Have him talk to him saying... At age 21, what if you what if you just delayed for three years, or what if you just decided what would what would happen if you didn't do this because it's it, it's you can't go back. That's it. And mm-hmm. in fact, there will be just long term medical interventions involved, and that's just the way it is. I don't know if he knows this. I don't know if he's thought it through. Maybe your husband is the one to explore this with him. And then if he says, nope, I know what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. This is how I'll be happy. Uh, I'll live a different life. Well, then he may be among what appears to be a growing number of people who have severe regrets about that decision they made in the past. Yeah, and his the fact that he's so recluse now, I mean, it's like you know, a but, huge fear of, of you know taking but, his life because... Uh, well, that that seems to be that seems to be one of the reasons that if we don't automatically allow any person anytime anywhere if we don't automatically celebrate anytime anywhere any age that says I want to trans that we're raising the risk of suicide well if right. you look at that if you look at that Swedish study uh, the risk of suicide uh, comes years later so that's why Sweden and United Kingdom and I believe Norway have all said under 18, no trans surgeries. So they're recognizing yeah. this. And I'm, I'm, the U.S. is not there We're at all. The U.S. Washington, is it's legal at yeah. 13. Oh, for heaven's sakes. And if and the parents... Can't even, uh, there's nobody that they can get help from. Do you know of any yeah. place in the U.S. that is legal to get help? Well, you can always get help anywhere. The question becomes, do you want to accept the help? Yeah. Well, out here, it's illegal for anybody to say against it. Is that right? Is that right? So nobody can even question. Nobody can even say, well, maybe your husband's going to get in trouble. It's illegal. They'll lose their job. Um, They'll lose their license. Well, there's nothing illegal about asking questions, is there? They're, well, they're saying, the only answer you'll get is affirmative. Well, then that's the way it shall be. This is Dr. Ray.
As Catholic parents, we know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day. Get expert help with discipline issues. Self-care. Creating a stronger marriage. Living your faith at home. Or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to the personalized expert support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get access to tons of creative resources. Check out entertaining videos that teach your kids to get along with each other and love the Lord. Downloadable activities. Monthly live parenting Q&As. A supportive community of faithful parents. And tons of other benefits like our exclusive Catholic Home podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home community. Remember, that's CatholicHOM.com. We can't Can't wait wait to to see see you there. The following is a medical moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Schindler, brother of Terry Schiavo. A second opinion is when a physician, other than the one currently responsible for your care, reviews your medical records and any test results in order to assess, diagnose, and recommend treatment for you. You have the right and don't need to give a reason to seek a second opinion, and many people do so to simply explore options. You may want to get a second opinion when... Your current physician's recommended treatment doesn't reflect your pro-life values. You want to learn about other possible treatment options and assess risk and benefits. You don't feel that the current healthcare facility is best equipped to handle the treatment. A 2017 study by the Mayo Clinic found that 88% of patients that received a second opinion had a new or refined diagnosis or treatment plan. It very well may pay to get an alternative viewpoint to ensure you get the best care possible. This Medical Moment, brought to you by MyLifeAngels.com. Time is a-flying. Dr. Ray, thank you so much for joining me here. Millions of women. Well, not millions. Dozens. Not even dozens. A handful of women who wish to speak to me. Yeah, there's not a guy up there on this one, this particular list of calls. Lindsay from South Dakota. This is really very hard to believe. Um, this is just difficult. I've never heard this. Um, there are some difficulties in her relationship with her in-laws. That's just I. I don't. I'm not even sure how to answer this because it's just so rare. Hi, Lindsay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this mostly mother-in-law, mostly father-in-law, or both? Um, mostly mother-in-law. Um, How did I know this? Father-in-law. <laughs> That's the number one <laughs> um, dynamic, father-in-law, daughter-in-law, mother-in-law. Yeah, father-in-law goes along with the He does what issue. mother-in-law says. That's right. Yeah. He won't stop her. Yeah. What are these boundaries yeah. that they don't respect? Well, we... We've kind of struggled um, really since we started our family. Um, We've struggled with them basically not wanting to take um, an interest in our, in our kids in a real way. Um, And then it it just has kind of progressed since there, since then Um, they, you know, they don't respect boundaries in our home. You know, they, we would drive, you know, the five hours to go see them and they would essentially ignore our kids, but then get mad if we don't come see them. Um, and we just have never, they've just never genuinely taken an interest in our kids. 
Um, well, that's not a boundary exactly issue, Lindsay. That. Lindsay, that's not a boundary issue. That's just they're not interested in your kids. Yeah. Well, basically what had happened is last year um, we had gone out there um, over Easter and mother-in-law was upset about something and refused to speak to us. So we drove all the way out there. Um, I was pregnant at the time, so, you know, not feeling well, but we, we did the right thing. We went out there. And she refused to speak to us, wouldn't acknowledge us, wouldn't say hi uh, to Grant. Turn around and, and go so, home. Turn around and go home. Yeah. yeah. So basically, and, and then over the next several months, it, it just, everything started to break down. The relationship just deteriorated. She don't and like you guys. So, yeah. So no, I, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, honey, I don't want to get into too many details. I got a whole lot of calls up there. Um, where's your husband in all this? He's he's fully. I mean, he's fully committed to our boundaries and what works for our family. Um, the problem is, he still gets letters from his mom, basically saying, "When I'm dead, you're going to be sorry." That's not um, a problem. That That's not a problem. She's just being obnoxious about it. That's not a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does. He, he he's saying, "Well, I got to make her not think that way. I got to make her understand that we have our lives and they have their lives, and that's not going to happen, is it?" No. You've known, you've no, known this woman so. how long? Uh, 12, 12 years. That's enough time to kind of characterize her, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I think what what my husband struggles with and kind of where we're at now is that it's been a year and a half since this really all happened. And so we're kind of at like, do we do we give in somewhat? You know, for the sake of the relationship, our like our youngest baby, our nine. They, they're not. Here's happen. the other thing, here, Lindsay. They're not interested in your kids, are they? No, not in a real way. I don't All right. think so. So your kids are an extension of you, and they don't particularly like you for whatever the reasons. Uh, maybe nothing you've done. It may be just who they are. So the question becomes: How are we going to treat them civilly? How are we going to be decent to yeah. them? Okay. Well, you can do that. Uh, for example, if you go visit them, make it a one-day visit. Don't make it a five-day visit. Or if it's a birthday, you call them, you send them a card. How you doing? Good. Things are going for you. Think about you. You can do that. Just a, a pleasant kind of apparently superficial relationship because if you go any further, they're going to, mom's going to turn on you. Um, yeah. And so, so you realize you're just dealing with a with a difficult individual, and that for whatever the reason, you're not going to change her. Um, so, if you're saying, "What are our duties?" Well, your duty is to be decent to her, pleasant to her, but probably not have a, any kind of deep relationship with her. Yeah, she won't allow it. And the fact that right. she wasn't paying attention to your kids probably is a reflection that she doesn't really relate well to you guys uh and therefore your kids are part of you guys and she's just not involved yeah i'll bet you if you ask your husband which you probably already have Lindsay, if you say growing up was your mom always kind of like this what would he say (laughs) yep Yep, yep, I know. That's her personality. It's not this. See, all too often people take situations and say, well, if this situation wouldn't have happened, then we wouldn't have this relationship. 
much more often it's if their personality wasn't the way it is. Well, it's pretty clear your mother's got a certain per, your mother-in-law's got a certain personality. And so yeah. you try to navigate that and all you're doing is complicating your life because you're saying, well, sure looks like at this point we're not going to have an intimate relationship with your mother, which makes it easy on you because your husband's on board. And you say, well, let's yeah. just treat her nice, treat her kind as best we can for those occasions. And if we do visit or they visit here, uh, we'll realize we've got to keep this time limited because if we don't, something's going to blow up. That's just kind of the way she is. If you recognize yeah. that, then you probably won't be that distressed. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay, Linz. Thank you for the Already? call here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is Dr. Ray taking one of my many man-dated, and I, I use that word, man-dated breaks. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries' Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noel Maring, author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available on the Renewal Ministries' YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net. Are you into setting goals for yourself? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Setting realistic goals is a practice we can all utilize. SMART, S-M-A-R-T, is an acronym that can help us keep our goals real. S is for specific. Narrow down your goals and make a deadline. M is for measurable. We live in a world that tracks numbers and data. Concrete numbers can help us track progress. A is for attainable. Sometimes we think too big or bite off more than we can chew. Be patient, Scripture tells us. Rome wasn't built in a day. The R is for relevant. Relevant goals can be determined through our own values. Stay dedicated to how God wired you and what you stand for. Finally, T. This is time-bound. Write down your timelines and deadlines to keep you on track and honest. Without these, it's hard to maintain success. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into the suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. I wanted to just let you know that I picked up one of your books some time ago. And from the moment I picked it up to the moment I set it down, I was convulsed with laughter. Sometime I'll have to read it. There you go. That's how you give a compliment. That's a Marie Barone compliment. Picked up one of your books. I was convulsed with laughter. Never read it. Read about a paragraph. I couldn't believe this guy's saying what he's saying. <laughs> My son Andrew, when he was six, took swimming lessons. And I think for the first two or three sessions, he just clung to the side of the pool. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> Hi, Dr. A. <laughs> well, you want to make him go take the lessons or not? He's been taking 
them since last year, and he is oh. still nervous every time okay. he goes. Okay. And the teachers keep telling me he's got to relax his body so he can float on his own without, like, a swimmer, like a, like a vest to help him stay up. And he's so tense. And they want him to practice jumping feet first into the pool, and he freezes up. His face is, like, shaking and getting pale. He does not want to do it without – he's got to hold my hand or I've got to give him a push on his butt to get is it only Is it only swimming, or does he approach, he approach all kinds of activities like this? Oh, he's always been anxious, but this is really hard for him. This is the big one, huh? Yeah, like I, he only reliably started going on slides at the playground like a year ago because he didn't. But he like did eventually. He eventually started. He did eventually. Uh, uh, but even uh. now, he'll sometimes look at one and say, "Oh no way, I'm going on." <laughs> That's too tall. I'm not climbing up those steps. Yeah. Uh, is he twelve? No, he's six. Is he eighteen? No. Is he three? No. I know you don't know what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is this. At age six, this whole swimming idea is distressing. Mm-hmm. And you as a mom got to decide, your, your judgment, Rebecca, do I want to go through this? Do I want him to go through this? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Forget it. Maybe we'll just let mm-hmm. it go for another year or two or three. Maybe we'll go to... Some places by ourselves where he can get used to the water and get used to playing in really shallow water and decide this is really pretty cool. And then he'll be nine years old and he won't be anywhere near like this, just like he was with the slide when he finally got used to the slide after seeing it there for two years. And you you got to decide that. I mean, what what is what is moving you to say, well, given his reaction, I still want him to take these lessons. I want him to learn there's a couple things. I want him to learn safety in the pool so that if he somehow ends up in water that's too deep, he can safely float and get to a safe spot. But also, he lacks confidence in a lot of things because he's anxious. And I kind of want to help him see, like, you know, don't just quit because you're afraid. Well, you're throwing him into the deep end of the pool, so to speak. And what I, <laughs> what I mean by that is you've taken the ultimate in his frustration, and said, okay, we're going to overcome this. And how long has it been? He started last year and had was nervous about it last year, and he came back this year and just started a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, because he had time to calm down over it. Now, here we go again, Mom. It, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. And you're saying, look, I want him to have water safety. Well, you're right, but he's six years old. And at Mm -hmm. this point, you're going to supervise that six-year-old. You're not going to let him be anywhere near water when you're not there, correct? Right. Right, of course. So this is not a matter of, oh, gosh, if he's at sea and the boat sinks, I want him to be able to float. It's not like that, okay? So that's the first thing. You don't have to worry quite so much about that yet. Secondly, if you say, yeah, but, but wait a minute, this is part of his pattern. He doesn't try new things. They shake him up. Okay, you probably know your son enough to know that he agonizingly slowly gets used to something. Mm-hmm. 
the sliding board is not okay. He doesn't do the forty-foot slide, but he'll do the six-foot slide. Okay, got it, got it. See what you're probably worried about is that what's this kid going to be like when he's thirty-two? Is he not going to be able to do a job interview because he's so nervous? That's what that's what parents do. You got a little six-year-old. You know, it's funny that you say that though, because anxiety is strong in my family, and I have a brother who couldn't hold down a job because of social anxiety. So I do kind of project. Say, that so you're projecting that. First of all, do you realize the concordance rate between uncles and nephews? Do you know what a concordance rate is? I do not. It's the relationship of a. It's the genetic relationship. It's very small. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like five percent, four percent. It's really small. All right. Even mom to kid is not that big. So something like temperament. We already know your kid's an anxious kid. We already know that. That's who he is. Okay, I had a son like that. Man, when he found out he had to get a shot for kindergarten, that kid fretted for a year. He did. <laughs> like holy mackerel. And then wouldn't you know it, the poor kid, when he was nineteen years old, he got diagnosed with type one diabetes and he had to give himself five shots a day. Oh, poor kid. Yeah, he got used to it. He's 36 now, and he's he's a very well-adjusted young man. But, but what I'm saying is, one, let's not future project. Two, mm-hmm. you decide, you know what, this is that anxiety provoking toward it for him. It isn't, it isn't critical that at age six he knows how to float on his back by himself. That's not critical. I'm his mom. I'm not going to let him anywhere near water that's anywhere near dangerous if I'm not there. And it'll be that way for years. <laughs> it's, you know, even when he's 10, I'm not going to let him do that. So you decide. You say, you know what, son? We're going to get used to water in other ways. Rather than throwing him into the deep end of the pool and saying, float. Um, and plus you got the teacher going, well, he needs to learn this. He needs to know how to do this. This is very critical. What do you expect from a swimming teacher? They're going to say that. <laughs> this, is, this, is the, this is the center of their instruction. Of course, everybody should know how to swim. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I remember I flunked, uh, how old was I, 14? I flunked a swimming test like three times. And then I finally went up to the instructor and said, give me one more chance. And I did it. And she said, okay, I'll pass you. <laughs> I paid her. It was like 10 bucks. I gave her extra money. But that's that's what I would do, Rebecca. I'd say, you know what? I'm I'm not so sure this is so critical. Not now. Yeah. Let's let him play in a let's let him play in a little kiddie pool and sit in the water and feel comfortable about it and all that kind of stuff. And then then we'll see a year from now, two years from now, we might take another run at this. That's what I would do. Okay. Anyway. But you don't have to listen to me. It's your kid. Yeah. I appreciate the input though. Okay. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks, Dr. Ray. Bye. All right, honey. Bye. Uh, those of you I didn't get to running out of time here, please, you call back. You will be first up. I know, Ashley, I know that's a question we get very commonly. Mary, your question. Angel, your your suggestions, all of those things. So thank you for the calls, and thank you, Eric Dumont, for doing everything you did on that end. Good Lord permit, and we'll go back to regular schedule Monday, E-Person Monday. This is Dr. A. Thanks so much for joining me. Walk with God, who loves you. The answer to our first call. For information on Dr. Ray's presentations, books, and CDs, visit DRA.com and follow him on Facebook. 
The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.